this is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Egg Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Whitney Pittman. We'll also hear a report from Tyler Donaldson as well. Well, Congress has come to an agreement that would keep the government funded into March. Combest Cell and Associates managing partner Tom Sell says this should give lawmakers time to come to agreements on the appropriations bills. You know, Congress hadn't left itself a long runway or landing strip uh, for early part of this year with these kind of ongoing continuing resolutions. Remember, we had one in December that, that part of it would expire on this Friday, the 19th, and the other part on February 2nd. That's just not a lot of runway. I mean, I, I think even where the way the holidays fell this year, we're here here on January 16th, and it feels like the, the, the month is just beginning. Um, so they need more time to work these things out, uh, and that extension of time is exactly what they're working on right now. Gives lead appropriators like a John Hoven or, or others time to work through these, these details. Sal says Speaker Johnson is looking at a key time for his leadership role, but he remains optimistic. Uh, you know, everyone's kind of talking about the, the, the pending fall of, of Mike Johnson or what kind of tightrope he's trying to walk. But, you know, he seems to be at every turn kind of able to work through, you know, given his credibility and, and kind of a different stick from, from Kevin McCarthy, able to work through some of these issues, avoid these massive dramatic situations. We'll see. I mean, this week is critical. They've got to pass this thing. So they've kind of worked out an agreement in concept, but uh, that's always subject to the will of, of the angry mob that is the entire U.S. Congress. So we'll see if they get this in uh, and done. But I, I, I think it's lined up pretty well. The Midwest will see a mostly quiet and cold weather pattern into Saturday before warmer temperatures and rain returns to the southwest and eastern areas next week. The northern plains will continue to be impacted by Arctic air through Friday before warming through the weekend. World Weather Incorporated says some occasional snow showers will occur through Monday as temperatures begin to slowly warm. The Wild World of Weeds workshop underway today at the Fargo Dome, Red River Farm Network, Farm Broadcast. Tyler Donaldson of the Red River Farm Network here with Tom Peters of the NDSU Extension. Uh, Tom, so what are some of the bigger uh, weed issues specifically with sugar beets that you've seen in the past year leading into the spring? There's really three, Tyler, and I'll preface that. Weeds are, are, are local, so what's important on your farm is important to you. But if we look at the whole growing region, there's really three weeds that stand out. And they're all glyphosate-resistant weeds. So water hemp, common ragweed, and kochia. So today I talked about kochia, which is a change-up from what I normally do. I usually talk about water hemp. Are you, have you seen much, um, any advancements or any progress in combating um, uh, resistant weeds, weeds that are resisting herbicides and such? So, so we have um, an affinity for pesticide. People want to solve all of their problems with pesticide, and unfortunately, we have some weed resistance challenges and I'll just pick on one. So today I talked about kochia and I've just mentioned a moment ago glyphosate resistant kochia. 
Well, that's not the only one. And I think that's the challenge that we have, Tyler, is coupling the knowledge of resistant weeds to what's going on on your farm and the rotations that you have. So putting the right programs together that, that, that uh, will enable uh, you to get weed control. And I'll say this, it may not always be using a herbicide, it may be something else. Um, tillage is still an effective way because kochia generally germinates early. So if you wait a little longer, nobody likes to wait by the way, but if you do, it gives you a chance to get some of that early germinating kochia. Thanks again for meeting with me. This is Tyler Donaldson of the Red River Farm Network with NDSU Extension Agronomist Tom Peters. NDSU is hosting their feedlot school at the Carrington Research Extension Center starting tomorrow. NDSU Extension Livestock Economist Tim Petrie is looking forward to giving a market outlook as part of the course on Thursday. We're going to cover the cattle outlook, and, and cattle feeding involves everything from, you know, backgrounding all the way to feeding to slaughter weight and both steers and heifers, and we even feed cows. So we're going to look at the market outlook, in my case, the market outlook for all those. We have a very diverse audience with participants all the way from Alberta, Canada to Texas, so that's kind of a challenge when we talk about uh, prices and so on, but we're going to give the outlook for all the different market classes. His presentation will also cover price risk management. There we're going to talk a little bit about forward contracting in the case of fed cattle, for instance, directly to packers and just touch on futures and options. Certainly that's a complex subject that we don't have a lot of uh, enough time to cover in detail, but mention that. And then the big part of it is we're going to talk about livestock risk protection insurance. That's been very, very popular with feeder cattle producers, particularly here in the Northern Plains. And, uh, you know, it's available for both steers and heifers and lighter weight calves and the, and the heavier yearlings and fed cattle as well. So we're going to take uh, as much time as we have left and talk about that livestock risk protection insurance. It's USDA's weekly export inspections report was delayed until the noon hour today due to technical issues. Corn inspections during the week ending December 11th, totaling 876,000 metric tons, 20% less than the previous week, but 12% more than the same week a year ago. The soybean inspections at 1.26 million metric tons are 21% more than the previous week, but 42% less than a year ago. Wheat inspections at 234,000 metric tons are down 53% from the previous week and 28% less than the same week last year. For the marketing year, corn inspections are 29% ahead of last year's pace. This is the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Bennett Consulting Market Analyst Matt Bennett says the action in the grains remains two-sided today. Kind of a letdown right now. Yeah, you know, so it looked at the very start, you know, it looked like maybe the corn market was going to take off and, uh, you know, at least have a, a penny or two higher move. You know, beans were up a, a nickel, you know, and then what happened essentially, if you look, I mean, that dollar is just kind of screaming higher this morning. And so uh, it's putting a little bit of pressure, maybe some headwinds. Uh, I think after the kind of showing we had last week and looking at the USDA report, a lot of folks feel like maybe you get some sort of a recovery bounce. 
maybe a little bit of a technical bounce. But uh, bottom line right now, it doesn't look like, uh, you know, it's going to happen here to start the day. Bennett says the livestock market feels like it's trying to stabilize. I feel like a lot of the big money players who sold the market off and gave us a $30 drop in the market, I think they're a little more hesitant maybe, uh, you know, to stay bearish. Whenever you look out at cattle on feed, it's likely to come lower. Uh, the herd size continues to shrink as people continue to feed heifers over the last, uh, you know, year or two. And I think this year you're finally going to have a choice in the West. A lot of folks are actually going to have enough pasture to make the decision whether to sell them or feed them. That means, or sell them or keep them in the pasture. That tells me some people will keep them, you know. And if that's the case, your cattle and feed numbers are probably going to plummet uh, in 24. And I'm not saying you're going to make new highs, but I think that the sellers are probably a little more hesitant to be on the short side of this thing, uh, looking at what could be going on uh, up ahead. And agmarket.net hedge consultant Jacob Burks says the wheat market really is dragging on these grains today. Kind of a letdown right now. We were up uh, at least uh, positive for, for a little bit here as we opened up here this morning, and then we backed off in all three categories here of the, of the wheat. So just uh, uh, back and forth, a little bit of the choppiness here, trying to figure out what we want to take as we go uh, after the data dump and just trying to assess uh, where, where the you know, the, the price makers are going to you know let this thing settle out and the livestock markets a little calmer well uh the cattle you know both cattle feeder and feeder cattle and live cattle both opened up uh positive uh we've stayed rather strong we were up a buck in the, in the feeders we were pretty uh calm in the, in the in the live cattle hog markets uh started off uh you know a dollar to, to 50 cents lower both you know everything has really stayed pretty calm right now i think the biggest focus right now is this cash market what are these weights starting to do? And I think you're going to take some of these uh, uh, cash reports to, to tell us what to expect. A survey of market analysts by the Wall Street Journal expects the total number of cattle and calves on Friday's cattle on feed report to be up 2% from a year ago. Placements are expected to be down 4.5% and marketing's nearly unchanged from a year ago. USDA will be releasing the January cattle on feed report at 2 p.m. Central Time Friday. Rains fell across much of Brazil and Paraguay over the weekend with more rain expected beginning Friday and then continuing through next week. World Weather Incorporated says nearly all of Brazil will receive enough rain to support crop development, while periods of drying should allow fieldwork to progress. Argentina is expected to see a good mix of rain and sunshine. The University of Minnesota College of Veterinary Medicine Management Technology Perception Study. The study will cover topics including your dairy herd, current priorities, economic challenges, and perceptions of technology aimed at detecting sick animals. John Deere Equipment will soon have satellite internet for a service for its farmer customers in the United States and Brazil. With a new strategic partnership with SpaceX, Deere hopes to solve the problem of connectivity in rural areas. Deere Senior Product Manager Mike Cool says 30% of U.S. cropland and 80% of Brazilian cropland have connectivity issues. The technology will be retrofitted into existing equipment. We start the morning off at 8 a.m. Right That's the first goal here is to get this out and, and broadly, and we're going to do that via aftermarket kits. Um, and then in the future, we're looking at, you know, what's necessary and needed to have this come out the factory. And a limited release is expected before the end of the year. So we're expecting the latter part of 2024. 
um, that's that's what, what what we've been vocalizing, right? There's still some things that we need to do um, to to deliver this to to the measures and and the quality that our customers have come to know. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The 38th annual South Dakota Corn Conference will take place over the weekend in Sioux Falls. South Dakota Corn Growers Association President Dave Ellens is looking forward to policy discussions as the annual meeting for the association starts off the event on Saturday. We start the morning off at 8 a.m. bright and early with our annual meeting. That's a, that's a chance for our membership to come and bring resolutions and vote on resolutions and on topics and issues that they face at the farm front. And, and it gives us a chance to be their voice, voice and peer in D.C. You know, when, when these topics or issues come up, we know what stance we need to take to protect our farmers. Carbon pipeline will come up. That's I know there's some resolutions on that. Um, also, you know, just... Um, there's always talk about you know, you know protecting the rights of 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 these of these farmers and uh, and stuff like that. So everything from freedom to farm to you know taxation to just smart policy. Attendees can take part in educational seminars throughout the day. We cover everything from marketing to uh, weather to, to biofuels. So and we start off with Tommy Grisafi. He's really good. I mean, great outlook on, on grain marketing outlook for 24. And then at 1120, we have Eric Snodgrass. With, uh, he talks on weather, meteorology. I mean, he just is so good about putting the weather and markets and everything at hand just to give you an outlook on what to expect in the coming year. We also have Harold Woolley, the National Corn Growers Association president there. So it's always good to hear from our counterparts at uh, National Corn. And then we end the day uh, for the educational session with uh, Kenneth Zuckerberg, who's going to talk about just managing risk during r risky times um, on the farm. Checking markets before we leave you this uh, noon hour. March wheat Minneapolis is down nine cents now at nine, uh, six ninety and a half. Chicago March wheat's down fourteen. Kansas City down fourteen and a quarter. March corn down three and a quarter at four forty three and three quarters. July corn's down four at four sixty four and a quarter. March soybeans are unchanged at twelve twenty four and a quarter. May soybeans down a quarter penny. 12.35 and a half. March canola in Winnipeg is down, or excuse me, 90 cents a metric ton higher at $629.60 Canadian. February live cattle up $1.45. The January feeders are 72 cents higher, and February hogs down $1.60. This is the Red River Farm Network. <laughs>